This is the Upside Down Podcast, where we discuss the happenings of our coffee shop, art gallery, and community space in Westwood Village. I'm Kyle, the manager of Upside Down and your host for this podcast. Here we discuss coffee, art, and our vision for community behind it all. If you want to learn more, check out our website at UpsideDown.com. Follow us on Instagram at UpsideDown underscore LA. Or our preferred method, visit us at our cafe. We're glad you're here and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're doing another barista feature with, and we, and today we have an extra special guest host. Isaac is not recording with us today. Today, we've got Amanda Hello. in the studio. Hi, guys. Have you been on any podcasts? I yet? have not. This is my first time on the Upside wow. Down podcast. <laughs> on the other side, I usually just listen wow. and edit. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is great. Okay. Well, Amanda's here. And today, we have a barista feature of our very own Leah Brown. Hi, Leah. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> Yay. This is my first time on a podcast, too. Wow. So me Very. and Amanda this is are exciting. twinning today yes. on that. That's great. Well, good thing is that this style of podcast, we have like a script, not a script, but like a framework. It's easy. It's an easy podcast framework. We great. ask all the baristas the same questions so that we can post it on our Meet the Baristas board. It's good. So anyway, let's dive in. Well, for... Leah, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just big picture. Um so I'm totally putting you on the spot because that's <laughs> not a question that I told you to prepare beforehand. Generally about me. Um if you've seen me in the cafe, mm-hmm. um I you probably would recognize me by me describing myself as really small <laughs> and um looking like I should be in middle school (laughs) but i promise that i'm 24 years old (laughs) okay and um i graduated from a college called biola university three years ago and now i'm working here cool well great cool that wasn't that bad that wasn't that hard right no no figured it out it was easy okay easy (laughs) well let's dive into the to the questions that are on the barista feature not waste any time so Hometown. You sent me Las Vegas, colon, Nevada, comma, emoji that is throwing up. Yes. <laughs> Tell us about that. So elaborate, please. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I was born in the Bay Area in Berkeley. Uh-huh. And so I spent like four or five years of my life there before we moved to Las Vegas. Hmm. And so I don't remember it that much, but- Going back to the Bay Area still makes me feel nostalgic. And when mm. we moved to Vegas, I don't know. There's just something about Vegas. It just isn't a fun place to grow up. Um, there's not a lot to do. So, like, in my free time, me and my friends would, like, go to the movies or bowling or um, roller skating. Are you good at Whoa. bowling? No. I need bumpers <laughs> still. <laughs> nice. Um, and that's all we could do for fun mm-hmm. because the things to do in Vegas is not for kids. Mm. Um, but it was a lot cheaper to live there yeah. than it was in the Bay Area when I was a kid well, right. and even now. So that's why my family moved there. And mm-hmm. that's where I grew up until I went to college and came back to L.A. 
Mm. Okay. Do, are so, a lot of not back. Like, I didn't grow up here <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's always nice to say back. Yeah. Um, are a lot of your like high school friends, your childhood friends, do they still live in in Vegas or uh, have they all moved out? Yes. So I only have like a couple friends left from like high school or from when I was a kid. And yeah, they all still live there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unless you go to college or figure out another way to get out, you kind of stay. Mm. It's one of those places if you mm. have a good community. So mm. it's always fun. It seems to be a recurring thing that comes up on these podcast episodes of just the idea of home and I'd say more than half of people we've talked to the place that they write on the thing there's like a asterisk next to it mm, like yeah. eh, it's home or maybe my parents live there but yeah. it doesn't feel like home um yeah. so that's led to like you know meta conversations around like well then what is home is it where like your memories are is it Mm. what feels like home is it where people still are Mm -hmm. um sounds like for better or for worse for emoji puking sign or not it kind of is las vegas but there is this nostalgia for san francisco kind of i don't know if i figured out where home is yet okay Mm. yeah i i like living in la yeah i love culver city and I loved my time in college, but I don't know if I've figured that out yet. You're and open I think it'll to take a little while. You're open to finding it. I am. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. I was thinking while you were sharing about that, I just got stuck on bowling for a second because I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking about how like bowling is this funny thing that I mean, unless you bowl regularly, you know, part of a league or like I don't know, you live in a cool spot where you just go bowling as an adult. Um, it falls into this funny category of like things you probably did as a kid that you don't do anymore, but you weren't necessarily like great at it. It's just like kids go bowling. And then I was trying to think of like what else falls into that category of like random things that kids do frequently that is like a sport, but not. (laughs) Roller skating. Roller skating. Did you ever go laser tagging? Laser tag. There we go. That one. Paintball. Yeah. Oh, paintball. Okay. But paintball, I feel like. Uh, more adults do because it's actually like really difficult and yeah it is and the consequences of getting hit by paintball yeah <laughs> right. are great they are like, greater yeah very much yeah um, i only associate i was always paintball afraid with camp like summer camp yeah uh-huh. so. i always associate paintball with fear and pain <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. yeah. it's pretty accurate. i picture las vegas having just i guess because it's a desert like having a plethora of room for all of that stuff yes. like laser tag batting cages miniature oh. golf oh like, mini golf land that's of all another the, one yeah land of all those things absolutely <laughs> because what else is there to do that's family friendly right yeah. nothing right. Mm-hmm. and that's why it was icky growing up mm. there <laughs> okay i just noticed i opened up your text to see the other answers you gave you said favorite drink Orange vanilla shaken espresso. Yes. Wait, hold on. I can't see this emoji. Oh, it's the tombstone? it's the tombstone because it's gone. Oh, <laughs> R.I.P. Like R.I.P. <laughs> wow. When did we have it? Um, it was seasonal for Sukkot. Mm. Yeah. Was it the one that the same one Alyssa made that was a flash in the pan of greatness? Yes. Okay. Definitely. And then it was gone. It's my favorite. I yeah. actually made the syrup a while ago, and I it was in the fridge. Oh. But I just cleaned it out because it 
It was bad. So you made your own, <laughs> yes. kept it in the fridge so you could make the drink after yeah. it was gone. After For a while, I would just order um, ice lattes with oat milk. Mm. And the baristas were like, oh, new drink, no no syrup. And then I would just go into the kitchen and put my Your own syrup, syrup in it. Nice. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm admitting that to all of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, so cool. You have it without syrup yeah. now. Like, wow, so sophisticated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, I think that that drink we'll have to bring back at some point. For sure. As a seasonal or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll drink it every day. That's why sometimes I go to Eyes Peeled in Culver because their signature oh. drink is the orange vanilla. Oh, espresso. Mm. Yeah. Does it taste like a I'm imagining like an orange Julius or an orange dream machine from Jamba? Is it like that? It actually kind of tastes like is this is going to sound really weird, but it tastes like a Tootsie Roll. A Tootsie Roll. I don't know how to explain it. It's the way that Some like way the that vanilla the orange and the... and the espresso work together makes yeah. it taste like a tootsie roll. Hmm. Hmm. Someone brought that up to me when I took them there, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Wow, I've never realized that until now." Yeah, but I was trying to figure out what it tastes like, but it also kind of tastes like a like an orange dreamsicle, like those mm. popsicles, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. like the ice cream popsicles. Yeah. Who, but you never knew until then that tootsie roll coffee was your favorite. <laughs> I guess so. I don't yeah. really like tootsie rolls, <laughs> oh, yeah, but in like... coffee form, I guess I do. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Um, and then under talk to me about, you put books, baking, and beats or music. Beats. I, added, yeah. I added in you the beats. You made the illustration yeah, I, that I was trying to find. Um, it's like the, the office one. Oh, yeah. Oh, books, uh, bagel. Wait, wait, bears, no. beats, beats. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to say it in the. Oh. the yeah, no, it's funny. Books, beats, ba- yeah. baking. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh, <laughs> so books, what is your, do you have a favorite book of all time? I do. Ooh. My favorite book of all the time. All the is... time. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite book of all time is Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh my goodness. Um, I know oh. that it's really sad. And I've never finished it because feels. I started it. You and knew. then everyone told yeah. me just, oh, like I would say, oh, I'm knew. reading it. And they'd yeah. go, Oh, oh no. <laughs> and I just gave up. Yeah, well, I I really like to read books that make me feel something really strong, mm. like a really strong emotion. And that has been my favorite book since fifth grade. We wow. read, read it aloud. Yeah, we read it aloud as a class. And I could never watch the movie. It's mm. just something that's like too sad to see visually. Mm. Um. But I don't know. There's something about that book that continues. Well, again, I think it goes back to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just so sweet. Like, I love how much he loves his dogs mm-hmm. and, like, how much he just wants to, like, he wants them and he wants to be with them and he works really hard for them. Yeah. And. Can we just, like, yeah. I, since I haven't read it, I'm probably not going to read the book on my own. Can we just spoiler alert and talk about it? Should we spoiler oh. alert? We no. Can. No, no okay. we shouldn't. Part of my story of reading that book was we had to read it in fifth grade. Okay. But someone on the playground spoiled it for me, and <gasps> I started so crying oh my because of the ending, and I was so upset. So no spoilers. Okay. <laughs> no yeah. spoilers. Amanda, this I'm sorry. This is the sadness everyone has to experience. Yeah. I'm sorry, Amanda, but I am going to bring up, up Star Wars for just a second. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. So the spoiler conversation, I think Kyle would appreciate the story, reminds me of my friends went to go see um, The Force Awakens. Okay. 
And it was like opening night, but they were going to the second showing. And this guy like drives past, rolls down his window, and tells everyone that Han Solo dies. <gasps> That's waiting. No. Yeah, he just goes. He rolls down his window oh. and just goes, "Han Solo dies." And they were like, "Should we even like see the movie?" Oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! They all, they kind of thought he might have been kidding, so they watched yeah, it anyway, so still, and then yeah. he wasn't. Oh <laughs> so then they were gosh. mad. Yeah. To, okay. To be fair. <laughs> Or not to be fair, but like <laughs> <laughs> pulls out Star Wars soapbox, stands on it. Um, the I there was some rumor if you were like a big Star Wars fan yeah. at the time, you would have known like there was some rumor that Harrison Ford really didn't want to be in yeah. them. So I you kind of yeah, figured he was gonna die in the first one. Yeah. Um, and you also kind of figured like thing. I wonder if one of them's gonna die in each one, and then it, they did. Yeah. Mm. Spoiler alert. I talked to my dad. <laughs> I talked to my dad a lot about Star Wars because yeah. I'm like kind of named after Princess Leia. Oh. So he like loves Star Wars. So. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um. What about? Wait. What was the second uh, B? You have beats with music. Wait. No. Books. No. We talked about we talked books about books and your baking. Baking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm a. We are benefactors of your baking hobby yes. because you yes. very often bring in your baked goods, so good. like Someone the almond butter banana bread yesterday. My pan was it you? Oh, no, no, it's not. Someone me. cleaned my pan. I brought it <laughs> in yesterday, and my pan is now clean on the counter. I wonder who was back of house yesterday. Maybe they did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I yes, my almond butter banana bread. I think I have declared as the best thing I've ever made. It's so good. It's very good. But I can't claim it as my own. It's from um, Claire Safavit. Claire Saffitz baking book called Dessert Person. Yes. And Claire Saffitz is really cool. She's Jewish and uh-huh. she's a baker. And I got the book from my roommate, Abby, for Christmas. And I've been kind of like working my way through it. So you guys will benefit more. Oh, yes. Thank her, goodness. Because I want to I want to perfect her recipes. Yeah. I, I love her. I love watching her YouTube videos. Um, Wait, what's it so called again? Good. Um, it's called Dessert Person. It's Dessert like Person. Claire Saffitz. And she has nice. another one that just came out, mm-hmm. and I forgot what it's called. But yeah. it's similar. It's just mm-hmm. the other half of her recipes. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to perfect some baking. To thinking, isn't that how everyone kind of does baking, though? Like, or, like, I mean, I, I appreciate the humility of you can't claim it as your own. <laughs> but, like, when people say, like, Oh, I have this cinnamon roll recipe yeah. that I do. Mm-hmm. Like typically, you found it somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like the best. I think I'm saying that because I I have a cinnamon roll recipe that is bomb, but like it's not mine. It's mm-hmm. just a good. Mm-hmm. It's like a copycat of the cinnabon or yeah. cinnabon. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, it depends. Sometimes you might like try if you know the science of baking. Mm-hmm. You probably could figure out how to kind of like make right. something your own. Yeah. But all of my recipes come from someone else. And I, I see what usually, you're saying. So you haven't tweaked it. At I all. usually try to yeah, I haven't tweaked that one. Okay. But I do usually try to tweak things to make them more my own. Mm-hmm. Like she has this brownie recipe. Uh huh. Um that I actually put the orange vanilla no, or- syrup yes. in. Oh, so, there you go. That yeah. one was so good. Um so I like it's just a brownie recipe, like a malted brownie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just added my own measurements for the orange vanilla syrup and then mm. added like extra flour because okay. it was it made it more liquidy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So um yeah, there's a few other things I've tried to make my own, but actually the one thing I will plug for her, <laughs> she actually has the best chocolate chip cookies I've ever had. Oh, her okay, recipe. I gotta try it. 
Her recipe calls for heavy cream in her chocolate chip wow. cookies. Oh. And it's so good. That makes sense. It's like Sounds incredible. like it would be good. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, How did you get play. into baking? Um, did you bake I think growing like up? most people. Okay, pandemic. I baked a little bit growing up, but it was mostly <laughs> pandemic. Mm. Well, because pre-pandemic, I was in college. And so I uh, wasn't okay. baking in a dorm room. So it was adulthood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like so post-college I guess adulthood. adulthood kind of <laughs> is, yeah, inspired my love for baking. Yeah. And it was something that I liked to do as a kid if I got the opportunity. Like mm-hmm. me and my sister would make um, cookies for Christmas and things like that and decorate them. Fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I got into baking definitely during the pandemic because there were just a lot of things that I could try out. I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did that and kind of fell in love with it and have mm-hmm. been... I try to bake at least once or twice a month. It's really therapeutic for me. Yeah. So, mm. and yeah. I That's the great. best part is sharing it with other people and it mm-hmm. actually oh, it's being the good. Best part. That's yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. I've always loved baking because it feels like potion crafting. Mm-hmm. Like you like throw all the things and then it magically turns yeah. into something else. Yeah. Like it's just different than cooking a chicken exactly. breast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like there's something soothing about like knowing exactly the measurements and the proportions, yes. and you don't yeah. have to think. I suppose right. cooking, you have to like constantly right. be tasting right. it, figuring out like what more does something need, you know. But baking, you just like you can blindly follow the recipe yeah. and just like, and it'll usually come really out point. with something good. Yeah, that's what and I don't you can share like it about cooking people. as much is like, yeah, like the frying something in a skillet feels it feels too like doing a live podcast. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's all happening in the moment. Whereas, mm-hmm, like yeah. when you're baking, it's just in the oven for a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. Yeah. And there's like this nice. You get to wait for it. You mm-hmm. wait. You anticipate. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You smell it before yeah. you eat it. Because I do like using an instant pot, mm-hmm. and that's kind mm-hmm. of like cooking baking. Instant yeah. gratification. <laughs> <laughs> baking is not instant gratification. I was wondering when you're bread. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Courtney asked this yesterday. My wife is named Courtney for those who don't know. <laughs> she, we were having dinner and she was like, if I had to choose between fresh bread and potatoes as the only food, like basically oh. the two wonderful starches in the world, like Chick-fil-A french fries or a fresh baked challah, we, we ended up landing on bread. But I think, okay. I don't know, it's a toss up. It's a tough one. Oh, my answer is potatoes. Potato. You can have potatoes. I know you can have bread so many different ways. Okay. Yeah. But potatoes are better for you. <laughs> um, arguably, maybe. Yeah, depending know. on how they're Depending cooked. on how you make them. Yeah. So French fries might not be better than you for you than for fi- freshly baked bread. <laughs> I can't speak. Um, but there's something about French fries and mashed potatoes. I think I'd have to go with potatoes. Yeah. No, I would go with bread because you can also with bread, like the ingredients of bread, you can make noodles. Oh, right? that's true. And like oh, pasta, wheat. But yeah. yeah, it's it's wheat. But like with potatoes, the only thing you can make is like gnocchi. But you still need like flour. Wow, they both become pasta. So this really is the face off. Yeah. (laughs) Or I mean, if you want to throw in rice in there, some people would argue rice. Is there a potato bread? Yes. Yes, there is. That one is really good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Interesting. Does it have potatoes potatoes and wheat? Is it a mashup? I think Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's a a mashup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, Um, The only bread I've ever made is focaccia bread. So it's, and that's a great bread. I've had, I've had your focaccia bread. It's so <laughs> good. good. If you're it's gonna choose as, one, 
Seems like a good one. Yeah, it's not as um doesn't take as much as sourdough. Like I don't have the patience for like a sourdough starter and things mm-hmm. like that. So I've never really gotten into the bread baking except for focaccia. Okay. So I'm more of a pastry mm. dessert right. kind of person. Yeah. So Okay. Yeah, I mean I have a huge sweet tooth. But yeah, there is something about fresh baked bread. But anyway, we could keep talking about this. Yeah. So uh <laughs> just to wrap up so we don't take too long, we'll just touch on music briefly. Favorite artist, what should people talk to you about music? Um, I have no idea who your favorite artist is, said the guy who was lying. He's such a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, so my favorite artist is Harry Styles. What? Um, no. Way, no way. <laughs> and I, I love Harry Styles. I think his music is excellent. Um, and I like him. Um, some of my other favorite artists are... Paramore and mm. the 1975, mm. Maggie Rogers. I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, Adam Melcher. Um, mm, shout mm-hmm. out to Adam Melcher. You should listen to him. Yes, great. Music. Um, and there's more, but I just love listening to music, and I enjoy making playlists. It's like mm. a love language. Fun. A me. love language. Yeah, it's like a non-stereotypical or like typical Meaning love language like, for me. Mm-hmm. The act of making playlists feels for someone else. For someone yes. else yeah. is a sign of affection towards yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so or just like I don't know. I guess maybe like a group of people. Yeah, I, I make a lot of playlists for the cafe. It's your way of loving other people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like I, it's it creates such a good environment too. So like if people are coming over, sometimes I'll make a special playlist or use special playlists. Depending on who's coming over, because I know oh, what kind of I music see. they so like. So it's also fun oh. of like. They're curated. You're curating the yeah. vibe for I your guests. I curate the vibe. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, yeah. If I had to say my two like non stereotypical love languages, it's baking and making playlists because they're both things that I can give to people mm. to like as like so it's a still gift kind of to gifts, them. But yeah. it's your style. Yeah. Your, yeah. your gifts. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. I love that. That's like a really. Fun question to ask someone of like, what are your what are your gift style love language yeah. to someone? If you were giving someone something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for Absolutely. being this on here. Yeah, this was fun. Um, we also are gonna have an episode with Leah coming up that you should stay tuned for, yes. and I think will be really cool. If you're like, okay, we're getting to know Leah. They're talking about fun stuff, but like, where's like the deep stuff? What's where's like her depth? Yeah, where's Leah's like anxiety? <laughs> and like, where is where is all that, that deeper? Where's the vulnerability? Yeah, can yeah. we get to like the hard stuff? Um, well, we can because Leah wrote an article on our website yeah. called what? Did, what did you type? It's anxiety. How my how my how? Whoa! What's it called? How, how joy? Something about joy. I'm going to pull it up. Brought peace to my anxious <laughs> soul. Yes, yes. There we go. Mm-hmm. How joy brings peace to my anxious soul. Right. I believe and that's what it is. We have a show right now in the cafe called Peace Be Still mm-hmm. talking about, um, or it's it's a bunch of artists interpreting this anxious age that we're living in. Yeah. And we're also releasing some content around um just how the topic of anxiety has impacted our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it has in pretty profound ways. So yeah. we're going to chat about that coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Amanda. Thanks, Leah. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, thanks Kyle. Guys.